Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, Nick Ely. We're back. What's that? Better than ever, baby, in the building. Happy birthday, T. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Nick? I said older than me. Yeah, right. Older, older than you. That's right. And unfortunately, younger than me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, how you feeling, Nick? I'm all good, man. All good, guys. On this Philly and Boston game, it's looking uh looking real Phillyish. Yeah, yeah, man. We got so much to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. But first, just want to let everyone know that the Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Hit the follow button, and you will be notified each and every time a new episode is up. iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We're podcasting all over the world, baby. You could have been anywhere right now, but you're here with us, and we appreciate it. And we're going to talk about the game, as you can hear that lovely instrumental in the back. Um, the Lakers-Warriors, is it over for the Warriors? Knicks Heat, is that a wrap for the Knicks? T. Smith, we'll talk to him about his Knicks when, he's returns, when he returns, but right now, we want to talk about the Sixers-Celtics. Not looking good for the C's right now. My NBA Finals prediction. Lakers-Celtics. I don't know about the Celtics. Is this Embiid's MVP moment, as Nick says? Oh, man. And Denver and Phoenix. Oh, my God. Jokic versus Booker. It has been back and forth like a tennis match. But just no defense. One thing that I was worried about. Not enough stops. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get started, though. We're up. The good guys, Jarvis Jeffries, Nick Ingle, let's get into it. Nick, um, let's let's go ahead and get started with what we talked about earlier today on social media. As I've said before, we love to we love to talk about, you know, like what was what what, what was my debate earlier today? The best player, like who's having the best postseason right now in the NBA postseason. And uh my options were a, Jimmy Butler, B, Devin Booker, C, Nikola Jokic, 4, James Harden, and then there's that wild card at 5, Anthony Davis. And I say wild card because he has been, when he has been hot, he has been hot. But when he's cold, boy, he's freezing. But man, um, the Lakers and the Warriors, a lot of that has to do with what Anthony Davis is giving the Lakers. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nick Ely, Jarvis Jeffries right here. We want to start that off. Twitter, it was really, really buzzing with everybody's opinion or their take on that. So, the best player, who's having the best postseason, I mean, right now in the NBA playoffs, Nick, who do you have? Or do you actually have someone outside of those five players I mentioned? I have – a lot of respect for the performances that Anthony Davis has had when he's been on. But the problem is, is that I have to say when he's been on, he's been too inconsistent. It's not him. Mm -hmm. The Joker 
uh, has been impressive. Um, you know, he, he's certainly one that filled up the stat, stat sheet and that sort of thing. But his first round, his first round series wasn't really a challenge, um, and so I can't really give that quite that much credence. Uh, obviously, y'all have all heard me on the show singing the praises of Jimmy Butler in a, in a relatively animated rant a couple of weeks ago uh, during during a game that I was watching. Um, but for me, the answer is Devin Booker. I mean, this this dude has been a whole different level of walking bucket. I mean, I think the last two games, he's averaging, what, like 80% from the field and like 38 points a game. That's insane. And he's shooting, he's shooting jumpers. It's not like it's not like this is Shaq. It's not like Shaq dunked on you 18 times out of 24 shot attempts. Yeah. And you go, oh, my God, he shot 80%. You know, it's, it's not that. When that happens, you go, he's, he's Shaq. He, I, he put his elbows in the rim. What was I supposed to do? But when it, when you got a guy that's pulling up from mid-range, pulling up from three, and getting to the rack, and getting to the free throw line, shooting 90-some percent from the free throw line. I mean, I, I always hesitate, and I have been particularly hesitant at times to make comparisons um, to a Kobe Bryant or a Jordan when it comes to Devin Booker. I, I, I saw why people said it, but I thought it was a bit much. Um, I'm not saying I'm there yet. I'm saying this helps reopen the conversation, particularly in a situation where you've lost your starting point guard, which some might argue is a bit of a benefit, actually, for the Suns, just because it allows them to play a good bit faster. Chris Paul, you know, the point guard that he is, he is, you know, at his age, 38, just like like LeBron, um, and he's, he, he has lost some step. Uh, he's not quite the same guy that he was. He's not one that's really going to look to push the pace that way, um, and that is and that is showing to be a, a weak point for the Nuggets, at least when it comes to what the Suns can do in a situation like that with, you know, even just a campaign uh, running the point, which he's been playing well. I want to shout him out because, uh, you know, obviously uh, Memphis and there, so I'm good, glad to see him playing well. Uh, but, yeah, the answer for me is Devin Booker, man. The dude, dude's been something else. Uh, and, you know, the play, not to mention playing alongside Kevin Durant and the, and the star that that brings, um, you know, he's, he's been the brightest one by far. You going with Booker? I'm going with I'm going with book, man. Yeah, and I, you know what, uh, Nick, I want to go ahead and take it a step further with what you just said. Uh, piggyback off you a little bit with Devin Booker. I'm going to say we we know we did a lot of talk about uh, you know Kobe, what you just said about Booker and comparing him to Kobe. I hear you, and I'm with you, and I think that um, Devin Booker. If you were to ask me, and I know this is another debate for another day, we said who's having the best postseason right now in the NBA. But, man, if you were to ask me when it comes to Kobe Bryant's disciples, so to speak, with uh, Jason Tatum, the Devin Bookers, we, we won't say Kawhi because Kawhi's already been he's, – he's done his thing. I know he could have did a lot more, and that's neither here nor there on why I'm so frustrated and disappointed in him, but – He's that's another era. That's that's still that's the other that's still kind of the other era. But as far as Booker, Jason Tatum, and anybody else that I'm missing, Kyrie, the people that trained with Kobe Bryant and went under his when you know you know they followed his footsteps and they went under his wing and they said, okay, yeah, let me show me how it was done, man. I'll, you know, bring you him. Left, you left a very important one out. He doesn't play like Kobe. But he definitely spent some time. I knew Kobe. I was missing somebody. Who was that? Giannis. Uh, oh, Gian- Giannis? I didn't know he was Giannis. one of them. Okay. 
Well, it's like I said, his game, his game is just so different. I don't see it. Yeah, but when his I, game is different. I get that. It, it's very different, and I understand why. I mean, the type of player he is, his size, his length. This is what he has to do. He does what he has to do to get buckets, and he definitely gets and plenty of those. He does it very well, so I'm, I'm not begrudging him by any stretch. That's right. He does it very well. But the guy with the most mamba mentality out of those guys, I would have to say Booker comes as close to Kobe as it gets from those guys. Uh, and, man, he's just I, – I love the way he reacts, the way he thinks. He's just aggressive. Go, go, go. He even said at the presser, with KD sitting right next to him, man, screw all that efficient stuff sometimes. You know, I mean, sometimes you just got to know when to go. Let's just get, get it and go. Yeah, j- there you go. And he was doing it bucket for bucket. Jokic wasn't backing down either now. He put up a good 50 pl- uh, fifty burger, 50 plus. But it was just too much. Booker has just been too much. He's the reason why they beat the Clippers. I don't think they beat the Clips without Kawhi. But without him, they did everything they could, but they could not control Booker. Same thing now. Denver doing all they can. Not as good defensively either. That's their flaw. That is that is the reason why they won't win the championship if they don't. That's the reason why they won't make it to the finals. But uh, they just don't have a rim protector. Jokic is not that guy when it comes to that. But as far as just that dog in him and the offense where he's going to go down and pass and the ability to score at will, him and Booker have been going at it. Man, they've been going at it. Uh, and but, actually, I'm glad to hear that Booker may be having that influence on KD because that's all. That's always been my biggest gripe against KD is that he just won't ever just cut it loose. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go get a bucket after bucket after bucket until somebody stops me, and nobody's gonna be able to do that. Yeah, he can just be too timid at times, and you know that's not what you want. Same thing for Jason Tatum, just too timid at times. Like, come on with it, let's go. We know what you're capable of. Let's get it. Now, KD I, I doing a lot I more. Uh, Kevin Durant had like Dylan Brooks like unconsciousness or, or J.R. Smith unconsciousness. Just go shoot the ball, bro. Just, yeah. Go get him. Go shoot the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good compare. I wish so too. Yeah. He would be so deadly. Um, again, Kevin Durant does always give you more when it's not his team. He's he's always he was a better warrior than he was a Thunder. He was a better. Uh, he's it looks like he's gonna be a better Phoenix Sun when he has other stars around him than he was a Brooklyn Net because the Brooklyn Nets was his team. The OKC Thunder was his team. I don't know what it is, but he just does more when he's not expected to do it, when there's not as much pressure. But right now, it's between Booker and it's between Booker and Jokic for me, and I know I'm 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 stalling here. I love what Jimmy Buckets is doing. Oh my God. This is the man who has put the team on his back. Booker and Jokic Probably the top two, and that's a good series that's going on right there. But Jimmy Buckets has put the team on his back. He's done it all season long. Then then he still won't settle because you could make the excuse, hey, man, he's been carrying his team all season long. How in the hell do you expect him to carry them in the playoffs also? James Harden used to get that excuse every time, and people would fall for it and not hold Harden I accountable. I, I didn't give James Harden that excuse. I didn't either, but a lot of people did. A lot of people did from what I've heard and still here today sometimes. It's like, come on, man. I need you to do it now, though, because this is when it matters. And it didn't. He would be more passive. Here you go, P.J. Tucker. Here you go, Chris Paul. Here you go, whoever it was. I don't want it. And, no, that's what I got from him. And that's what Jimmy Butler could use as an excuse right now if he decided to take a break. I never see him take breaks. Even when he's winded, exhausted, give me a few minutes, coach, and I'm right back out there. 
I have to say, as good as Booker Booker has been, as good as Jokic has been, they do have other talent around them. And I'm not shooting any. I'm not taking any shots at the Memphis. I mean, at the uh, Miami Heat and their players. Those guys are balling. They're knocking down their threes. They have been very efficient behind the three in this series. However, we know the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have not always been a team that you can, you know, say we're taking the over. They're gonna, you know, cover the spread. They're gonna just shoot lights out. That's not them. So Jimmy Butler doing what he's done with the Miami Heat and nobody's expecting them to do this. Number eight seed beating the number one seed Bucks, the team that was by most people viewed as the champions. And now look what they're doing also to the Knicks. They're beating them at their own game, being physical and tough, but they're also out shooting them. As good as Booker and Jokic are, and it was hard for me to got to give it to Jimmy B. Got to give it to my boy Jimmy Butler because he is doing this and he's really doing it all by himself. This man shows up in the postseason. They should call him Mr. Postseason. I'm going with Jimmy Buckets as the best player right now in the postseason because he has carried this team. And I know he hasn't been very, very loud in this series, but it's just everything he does. For his, even when he doesn't score, he helps assist somebody to score or he has something to do with the play. The ball movement. He knows basketball. People really, really underrate Jimmy Butler's IQ in basketball. He has a high basketball IQ. He's very smart. He gets it. He runs this offense very well and very smooth. So I'm going to say as good as Booker is, he has the freedom to do that now that he's getting these one-on-ones with KD getting all of the attention. Jimmy I Butler. I argue with you. But I, I can't hate on Jimmy. I hear you. I hear you. I, I can't hate on Jimmy Pick. I, I I understand. I know. I, I didn't think you would because I know you love you some Jimmy buckets. Also, I, I can't. De- I can't really debate with you picking Booker because he has been lights out. It's just what Jimmy is doing and how much more pressure. I mean, how, just how much pressure he's putting on himself and the weight that he's carrying. It's a big load, and he is still holding his own. So I have to get He doesn't have less talent around him. And hell, he and, he, and if you really thought about it, anytime during the season, if you ask me who's the best out of these five players, Jimmy Butler's probably at the bottom of that list. Maybe he's above James Harden at this point. Mm-hmm. But nobody, nobody's taking him over, over Book or KD, or Book or AD or uh, or Joker. No, they're you know not. What I'm but they're he's not. the guy that's that's leading his team past the Giannis and then now, and now headed past the Knicks to run into either uh, Boston or, or Philly. So but, I look like Philly based on this game, game five right now. They still up fourteen. Not looking good. Not looking good at all for the Four for the for the started. Boston Celtics. But hey, fourth quarters is what it's all about. Fourth quarters is where teams do their thing, and you know, like this is where stars are made of. Like Lonnie Walker the fourth, uh, who came out and had a hell of a fourth quarter for the Los Angeles Lakers on Boy, Monday that night. That was crazy. That is somebody that. A few people have been telling me to talk about on the podcast. I apologize for not doing so. I would have looked like a genius had I done so, but I did not. I just thought that the man just wasn't going to get played. They buried him on the bench. Uh, They got Beasley, and they made the trade shake up, and he just somehow lost time. But let's talk about, as, as the fourth quarter goes on between the Celtics and the Sixers, let's dive into, and again, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Great Debate Show. Nick says Devin Booker is having the best postseason. Right now in the NBA, I went with Jimmy Butler, and I, you know, only for certain reasons. I know it's been like lights out. It's been very amazing to watch what Devin Booker has done. But man, so 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 um, so has Jimmy Butler. 
But um, I digress. Back to the, the subject here at hand. Lakers, Warriors. What a fourth quarter for Lonnie Walker. Uh, he's he's there. He's a dookie. And I know that because a Duke fan has been in my ear about him. And I just haven't mentioned him. Here he is, though. And he was right all along. Somebody tried to tell me. And here we go. Here we go. Um, my brother said, watch out for Lonnie Walker when he comes out and plays. They finally got him out there. And it took that 15.4th quarter from Lonnie Walker the fourth for the Lakers to get the dub. But I will ask you, Nick, are the Warriors done? And are you surprised at the way the game ended? Because some people say the Lakers beat the Warriors. Some people are saying the Warriors are beating themselves. So what's your take on that, Nick? And is this series over? Well, I had a couple of posts, actually, about this. Um, but while I was watching the game last night, I posted on Facebook. And, you know, I had a couple of responses and that sort of thing. But one of the things I said was that when the Warriors are under pressure, it's like watching an 8-year-old play 2K. Like they just they just launch shots that make no sense whatsoever. And, and Steph is as guilty of it as any of them. The two shots that he took over Anthony Davis were not necessary shots. He, they, he, both of them were taken with, I believe, double digits still on the, on the shot clock. They, he didn't have to. That, that didn't have to be the shot. And he threw it up with trying to throw his legs out and get fouled. Like that's not what you do at that point in the game. So um, Clay Thompson, I think, also had had a, had a quick trigger one that wasn't necessary. Yeah, I think it was after he hit one. In the, I don't know if he was he checking or whatever, but. It's just, they've always seemed to make, obviously, Jordan Poole had one that a lot of people talked about in the last game. Um, but they always seem to make to take these shots, particularly not only when they're under pressure, but, and I hate to say this, and, I, you know, just for the LeBron fans out there, but particularly when they're facing LeBron James is when I see it more often than not. So maybe there's something there. I don't know. I, um, but that's that's what I saw last night. That's what that's what cost them the game. They should have won the game. Uh, and then I also posted uh, about somebody that argued with me that Steph Curry had improved so much as a defender and Lonnie Walker comes off the bench cold in the fourth quarter and gives him 15 which leads the Lakers to the win but Steph's a great defender or so, so much improved as he he is taking some steps forward as a defender but it's a reason I guess it depends why, on who he's I guess it depends he, on who he's defending right it's the reason why when he see Kyrie and Ja and these other niggas the other people <laughs> they, they'll send they'll Clay over there yeah, yeah. As opposed to hell. Yeah. Otherwise, them boys might get loose. Yeah. Uh, are the are the are the Warriors done, Nick? I can't see them coming back from three one. I just can't see it. I don't. I don't see it. And I mean, you know, famously in, in a previous LeBron versus Steph Curry matchup, you know, I didn't see it then either. And a lot of people, I'm sure, didn't. And, and LeBron was able to turn tables in that situation. So could that uh, happen? I would, think, I, I would think the conspiracy theorist in you would already kind of be on top of this. <laughs> and saying, this is what's happening next? Is that, is that what I can predict? Is going to be your response to this? No, 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 and, not not today. But I mean, hey, man, it would be a hell of a script for Steph Curry to do what LeBron did to him. You did it to me. Now I do it to you, big bro. Uh, that definitely would be a hell of a story. And I did hear Clay Thompson say at the podium uh, Monday night after the game that. We've made history before. Now, I don't know exactly what he's talking about because they've never came back from 3-1. Well, yes, they have. They did it against the Thunder um, back in uh, that 2016 postseason and then went on to the finals and lost after being up 3-1 to the Cavs. So, hey, it could happen. They were down 0-2 against Sacramento. But the reason why I think it's probably over, 
One, I picked the Lakers, so I hope it's over. I have them in the finals. I'm starting to look smarter and smarter by the day uh, as, as we get closer to the NBA finals. They're still alive, and they're up 3-1. They're one victory away from going to the Western Conference finals. I call Lakers Nuggets. Well, the Nuggets need to get right on tonight as we're recording the Nuggets and Suns later tonight. We won't get to talk about that, but we'll probably start dropping some trailers or some few um, – uh, some few skits or reels, so to speak, to uh, give our takes, quick recaps on some of these games here because a lot's happening within the week of our uh, weekly podcast here. But, uh, yeah, I am going to say that the Lakers are going to finish them not in San Francisco on Wednesday, but in L.A. on Thursday. I don't know why, but they, from what I saw on the schedule, they're playing back-to-back nights. Now, I know L.A. and San Francisco is not that far. They're in the same state. But it's still a pretty nice ride from Southern California to the Bay. But they're playing in L.A. on Thursday night. I think that's one of the What the hell do you mean ride? Well, ride, a plane, ride, flight, whatever, How you know. Oh, I God, well, so you, are you suggesting these people are taking cars or a bus? No, of course not. But, yeah, I oh, mean, okay. the, well, the flight probably isn't, but what, maybe an hour or two? But the dri- I think so, yeah. The drive probably is a good five, six hours. I mean, Southern California up to the Bay, I think it's pretty far. But, yeah, we know they're not driving. Right. But I, it, I just found it odd, though. It, usually when they're switching time, cities, they don't have back-to-backs. But game, games four, I mean, games five and six look to be back-to-back. I see Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but, but So we'll see. Maybe they're going to end it and they're not going to be a back-to-back. I don't know. We'll see. But I think the Warriors, I don't think they're going to go out like that when they get back home. But we got to understand they just came off a seven-game series, and they had to play all seven against Sacramento. They just came out of a dogfight. Looks like that's starting to take a toll on the Warriors. They're not looking like the same Warriors in the clutch when it matters. The Lakers are actually winning. The, the Warriors have had shots, good shot, uh, good looks at these shots. Klay Thompson not been that good this series. Uh, um, Steph Curry, he's definitely done his thing. Can't say anything about him. But they're just not getting enough from everybody else. And I know if Terrence was here right now, he would talk about Jordan Poole, as he always has, as he should, because he's just been pretty bad. Draymond Green. I said the Warriors are going to regret that contract. What do you think about that? It's starting to seem like they are. If they can get off of it, I think that they probably will. I've heard some rumors on how the Knicks, who have plenty of size, the Warriors could be looking at some of the Knicks' size. And look for a trade, and the Knicks could be looking for some of the Warriors' offense. Maybe a Jordan Poole, or maybe somebody that could come over and put up some buckets to help Brunson out, because he definitely needs some help in New York. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but that's something that I heard get pushed around early this week. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they're probably regretting that that contract, uh, Nick, because not that Draymond has been great this series, but we know what he's been doing. He's still been contributing very, very. Uh, big up until this point for the Warriors and he's the one who's not getting the contract. He's pretty much gone. Are they going to bust this thing up because this dynasty may be over with if they can't get this? It seems like it's going to be over. What I ca- if they were able to flip Jordan Poole and some stuff for Julius Randle and to replace Draymond who's headed to wherever because he didn't get paid? <sighs> Julius Randle, right now at this stage with the Warriors, that could be that could be pretty amazing. It could because be picture him picturing him with Steph and Clayton. Yeah, and those guys. I just gotta. I just don't know where they are and where they will be this time next year. Can they can they sustain another long season and 
And, you know, like, they're getting older. They'll be another year older. They're st it's starting the show right now. We're just in round two. Uh, Julius Randle would literally be young Draymond, but with buckets. Like, he, like you, you but can't he's, leave him out there on the three-point line either. Is he younger than Draymond? Yeah, Julius Randle younger than Draymond. Okay. He gotta be. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't really know. Okay. But, I mean, Randle's getting up there, though. I, at least I thought he was. So, you know, hey, we'll see. But I think that's it for the Warriors, and I think that's it for the Knicks. Jimmy Buckets has been doing his damn thing, and he's just too much. And, like, it just seems like he just leads the team, and they just follow his direction, and everybody's on working on all cylinders. Everybody's clicking. Uh, Bam has been playing good good basketball. Lowry, you know, every time people like Nick Ely wants to count him out and say he's not that good, he's doing all right. He's stepping up. I, I, you know what? I want to make an apology to Kyle Lowry. I'm pretty sure I said previously that Kyle Lowry was on the same level as Derek Fisher. You did. In terms of being overrated in NBA history. Yeah. I apologize, Kyle Lowry. You're better than Derek Fisher. I apologize. And and I still resent that because, I mean, just the disrespect is real with you and Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher knocked down some big shots as a Laker, man. I mean, Derek just, Fisher made like six big shots in his career. And if he doesn't. like he is. And if, he, and if he doesn't, they don't. If he doesn't, they they do not. Um, they do not move forward. They do not advance in some of those playoffs. I know the Spurs, the, the Spurs series where he hits the big shot with like, uh, I don't know what it was, seven eight tenths of a second left on the clock, and he still drains it. Point four. Point four. Almost it's unheard of. Like, 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 the, like the second shortest or the shortest amount of time it can be on the clock. I think if it's point three or under. Then you can't you can't catch and shoot. Yeah, it has to be like a tip in. If he doesn't make that shot, I think San Antonio advances and the Lakers are out, eliminated. If I'm not mistaken, so I mean he's made some shots. I just think the disrespect is real with you and uh. He made Gary some Fisher. huge shots. Okay, the, the shots that he made were big time shots. But outside of that, he was a below average point guard. And I'm not arguing with that. But he was a below however, average, he was a below average offensive point guard. Probably an average defensive point guard that hit six big shots in his career and played next to Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. I, I understand. I understand completely. But, again, hey, I love Steve Kerr forever for knocking down that shot in game six of the NBA Finals in 97. You How know? good do you think Mario Chalmers is? Not that good, but he knocked down some shots when needed at times. But exactly. no, he was not that good. He's the same thing. But Derek Fisher was better than Mario Chalmers, wasn't and, he? No, he wasn't. He wasn't? That's the thing. No. Okay. Not Okay. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on Fisher and, and Chalmers and those guys. But anyway, yeah, I will I'm, say I'm, that. I'll give, one, I'll, I'll give you one other fun fact about, about the Lakers-Warriors game. You ready for this? Okay. Yes. Lon yes. Lonnie Walker is the youngest player since who? To drop 15 points in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. The youngest player since who? The Let's youngest see. Laker. Oh, the, the, the youngest Laker. Yeah. Um. Kobe Bryant. Now ask me what the date was. 15 points in the fourth quarter? Shit, 99? Yeah. 2000? May 8th, 1997. Damn, 97? Okay. The more important part was May eighth, because what was yesterday? May, May eighth. Wow. <laughs> well, damn, Nick. There you go. How did you come up with that one? I, I saw it online. But you, I, surely you thought something of it. They just thought of me. 
<laughs> when you oh, saw yeah. that. I, I knew when Jarvis is going to love this. Yeah, but I mean, what do you think of it, though? Just a coincidence? Yeah, I mean, the playoffs happen around the same time every year. You, you know, you got to think you can find some obscure stat that matches like that probably for a lot of different teams. Yeah. Uh, I guess. You what know, a youngest player to drop 15-plus points yeah. in the fourth quarter of a playoff. Like, like, this is very specific right. to go and find. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, moving on, we have pretty much said that the Knicks are done and the Warriors are done. Will that change? Well, we'll be here for it if it does. But we think that the Lakers and the Miami Heat move on. Some people starting to whisper. We're starting to hear people say Lakers, Heat, rematch of the bubble finals. Uh, I've said that a lot of teams from the bubble are playing good and still alive. Nuggets are one of them. Lakers, Heat. So let's see where this thing goes. I just said uh, a week ago that Lakers, Nuggets, Western Conference Finals, just like the bubble. Heat, Eastern Conference Finals, just like the bubble. But who will they be facing this time? Sixers or Celtics? That's still going on right now. Not looking good for the Seas. Let's talk about Denver and Phoenix, and I think we can wrap this this baby up. Not a lot of football news to talk about right now. Um, we've, we've already wrapped up the draft. No big fights to talk about just yet. Uh, so, yeah, Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets. It's been a hell of an up-and-down series. Denver got up 2-0. They, they pretty much handled Phoenix in, those both, in, in the first two games in Denver. I will say that even though Phoenix won game three and four, they were not easy. They really had to fight for it. Denver did not go away easy. They didn't tap out to any of those games, but they still lost. So now the series is tied, and game five is tonight. Coming up shortly here. Back in mile high, Nick Ely. Who do you like? I know you said Phoenix is going to the finals, so I think I know your answer. But in this game here, then we know 70, 80% of the time, the winner of game five and the best of seven usually wins the series. Nick, who wins game five and why? This this is where Phoenix flips the series. Oh, and Chris Paul, <laughs> we hadn't talked about it, but he's still out. Mm -hmm. Some people are starting to think that the Suns look better without Chris Paul. I'm sure you will have something to say about that as well. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, like I said, this this is where the Suns will flip the series, and they and they really already have flipped it, and it happened because I think because of the injury to Chris Paul. You know, Chris Paul. You know, and I know people heard me say say it on show a lot. He is arguably he is almost inarguably to me a top five point guard of all time. We can have the argument for it later, but almost inarguably to me, he's top five of all time. Well, I appreciate um, that. And so, um, you know, with that being said, he he's not going to be a detriment to your team basically ever. But in this situation, because of the matchup with Denver, they're better the faster they can go. And Chris Paul is 38 years old. And so... With that, he has to, you know, his, his game is a little slower. But when you got horses like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant getting up and down, getting up and down on the wings, and then DeAndre Ayton can run, you know, run the paint, the faster you can get this thing going, you can tire teams out. And, and you know, those two guys on the wings, as we've seen, can really get cooking. And so, um, you know, campaign coming in, although he's certainly not the point guard that Chris, that Chris Paul is or has been throughout his career. Um, because he's younger and, and able to, you know, able and willing to push the ball kind of the way that the Suns, you know, kind of operate at their optimal. Um, it's, it's, it's paying dividends for him now. I think it's going to continue to pay dividends for him. 
through the rest of this series, um, they, they may actually wind up winning four straight to get on out of here, uh, get them on out of here, and uh, and move on to the Western Conference Finals. But either way, I do see I do see them winning the series, and I see them winning tonight. Okay, you've got Phoenix winning on the road in a pivotal Game Five. That is going to be something to see. I definitely think it could happen, but I disagree. As I said a little while ago, Devin Booker has been outside of his mind. He has. And the only reason why I didn't give it to him is because, again, he has the benefit of playing next to Kevin Durant. And he's getting so much attention. They're running him off the three-point line every chance they get. He, he does, the and that's great. But, so here's my thing. We also saw Stephen Curry play with Kevin Durant. And while that looked great, it didn't look like this. Like, Steph Curry, it was a lot of shooting and everything, and that's cool. But, like, Devin Booker is doing something else, bro. He 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 definitely has that Mamba mentality, as I said earlier in the show. He He's the one. If there's anybody out of Kobe Bryant's disciples, it's Devin fucking Booker. I, I'm not going to lie. It's just that the fact that he's playing next to KD, and you're right what you're saying. You're not wrong. I just have to respectfully disagree only because – that it's Jimmy Butler with the Miami Heat and and everybody else. You know, it's it's the Jimmy Butler show though, and he's really running that show, and he's the reason why these guys are playing while they have confidence. He's giving them that confidence. Everything that he's selling, they're buying. They believe because of him. If he were to go down, and we thought he was, and he still fought back from that ankle injury, and he hasn't missed a beat. One game he missed, and he was back. You knew he wasn't going to miss much more than that. You said that. I think he's going to miss that one. You didn't. And, you know, I'm like, well, the way he rolled that sucker, he's going to miss at least one. But I didn't think he would miss more than that, and he did not. And here we go. Still only one win for the Knicks, and we never know, man. The Heat could go to the Garden and put these guys off and finish them, finish them off. But I, I doubt it, but we'll see. Either way, I think that series is over. Uh, you, but, you, you think he's going six? I, I think it could. Just look, all the stars are coming out now, and, and this is such a good thing. The Knicks, the Lakers, the Sixers. We're starting to see all of the celebrities, you know, come out. I saw Wanda Sykes at a Philly game with a nice, fresh-ass 76er jacket. I saw Mick Mill, of course, Kevin Hart, of course. And then you go to the Garden, and we had Carmelo, who came to the house. Lala, 50. Um, Chris Rock, of course. Spike Lee was there, of course. I mean, just so many Knicks fans. It's so great to see playoffs again at the garden it was it was beautiful to see it so i think because of that alone they're gonna give him a show one last game at the garden i think jalen brunson goes off he may have to put up a 40 burger but they still can probably squeeze a muster a win out and then they're going back to south beach and they're gonna the heat are gonna finish him now again because of jimmy butler because of Jimmy Butler being what he is, I can still see them finishing this. I mean, he could probably tell the team right now, the whole locker room, hey, guys, the pressure is on us if we let them win this game and we go back to Miami. The pressure is on us to finish them off. They could end it. Who knows? I thought Denver was going to do that on Sunday night in Phoenix, but they didn't get it done. Phoenix, Booker was just too damn much once again. Give me the Denver Nuggets, though, tonight because they're back at home, and I'm just looking at it like this. As good as the Phoenix Suns have been. Now, again, I will say this. Let me say this now. Here, This is what I think about the Phoenix Suns. I think that they're, again, I talked about those sack lunches. These teams trade away all of their sack lunches for that big prime rib or that big, nice, fat, juicy steak. And here's the thing, though. There's no bench. Now, Sunday night, 
There was a bench. Gotta give it up. Don't know where the hell Terrence Ross came from. Don't know where the hell, um, what's the other guy's name who I hadn't seen in forever. Um, uh, either way, they're coming out the bench and they're starting to knock some shots down. Campaign. Who is that? Landry Shamit. No, not Shamit, but yes, he's definitely been knocking his down as well. They kept trapping and trapping uh, Booker and KD, and I liked it. But Shamit kept knocking it down, and they finally mm-hmm. had to come out of that. So it's like, if they're going to knock their shots down, Shamit, Ross, and these guys coming off the bench, the Suns are unstoppable. They're the NBA champions. But if that doesn't happen on a nightly basis consistently, which I don't think it will, if they can't sustain that, I think that Booker and KD at some point, and I know Booker's still a young guy, some people think he'll be fine. I was told today on the Great Debate Show page on Facebook he'll be just fine. I think they're playing think too many like minutes. 26, 27. That's that's correct. But I think they're playing too many damn minutes. And I just think at some point, unless they can finish these series in five and six at the most, I think that they're going to run out of gas. KD and Booker at some point. KD before Booker, but they're going to run out of gas. It's going to get to the point to where if Booker doesn't knock his shots down, if he's not as efficient as he has been, and boy, I mean, he's like missing four or five buckets out of 25, 30 shots, shot attempts, hell of a hell of a postseason he's having. However, if he starts to have these nights where he gets cold, he gets streaky, he misses a few, they're done because they don't have anybody else to go to. KD and Booker is doing it all. If they don't get help from them, the minutes that they're playing, I just think after a while, they're not going to be able to hang in there. Denver has a much deeper bench, a much deeper I got team. A question. What's going to be the conversation around Devin Booker if he does keep it up? He's just that damn good, and we probably have to say he's probably the best offensive player in the league right now. I'm, I mean, I mean, like when I say he does, I'm not saying he's going to keep up 38 points a night on 80% shooting. That's bananas. But he's been but. doing it. And that's what he has to do, though, for them to win because they're still barely winning these games, even with I mean, these he, he's, done, he's done that over, like, the last two games. But, like, over the playoffs, he's, he's at, like, 35 on, like, 60% like sixty shooting, which is still crazy. So, I'm, but yeah. I'm saying, like, if he, say, if he stays at that level, if at the end of, at the, end of the playoffs, wherever they end up, it's like Devin Booker's averages for the playoffs are uh, 35 points a game on 60% shooting, 50% from three, you know, seven assists and, and five rebounds or whatever he's doing there. What do we like to say about him? That he's probably the best player in the league. Because is he's that, pretty much we, because he's single-handedly he beating he these that, teams. The Come again? If he does that, they're going to win the title. Is what, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, if he can continue to do that, they're going to win the title. I just think that's too much. I just think at some point he's going to wear down. He's going to he's going to run out of gas. Now, if he does it though, yes. This is the this is the reason why you put LeBron and Wade and Bosch together. This is the reason why you put Paul Pierce with Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. This is the reason why you get these super teams. If it works and they win it all, if he continues to do this, they will. And that's the reason why you do it. That's why you bring KD in here. Cuz now Booker is going wild. But again, because the bench hasn't been good up until game four, I just think that at some point it's going to run out. Denver, the difference between the Denver Nuggets and the LA Clippers is they've got a they got a superstar on their team. Uh, the Clippers lost their superstar. The Nuggets they're going to keep coming. Every time Booker scores, Jokic scores. Every time Booker scores, or KD scores again, here comes Jokic again or Murray. They've got. And if they get back to the offense that they were playing at home, 
which I think they will tonight, I think the Nuggets are going to win by 10, at least. They'll definitely cover the six and a half, I think it is. I think they're going to go wild tonight. I think Phoenix will just regroup and go back home, and they'll try to tie the series. I don't know if they will or not, but um, I still got Denver, you know, so I got to roll with it. I'm picking Denver to win tonight. Yeah, I got Phoenix, man. I think they're going to take the crowd out of it early. And the only reason why I'm saying this, ladies and gentlemen, is just because I think it's the Denver Nuggets versus KD and Devin Booker. Sometimes that's what it looks like. Again, no shot out, no shot at Payne. Payne has been playing good. They've been pushing the offense more. Uh, everything is looking. It's a good flow. But I just I don't know if they how how much are we gonna get? How many more nights are we gonna get the night we got from Shaman? How many more nights are we gonna get those corner threes knocking them down? Terrence Ross knocking them down. I don't know. I just don't know because they've been pretty bad up until Game Four. Now if they can keep up what they did in Game Four then, yeah, it's over for the Nuggets because the Nuggets just don't get enough stops. That's the one thing I hate about Denver. But the one thing I like about them is they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. You can punch them, they're punching you right back. Uh, I will say this. Since Jarvis went off for a little bad advice, I'm taking the minus six and a half. <laughs> the, the, the Phoenix uh, money line is a plus 220 for any of those that may be interested. Plus 220? That's just a little too high. Phoenix is not going to win this game. They're telling you right now. It could happen, but I doubt it. Uh, I've been pretty pretty on, spot on, too, with these games here, uh, night for night. Uh, I actually thought the Celtics would win tonight and the Nuggets would win tonight. Uh, how are we looking on the Celtics and Sixers? How the Sixers won that game, Nick? It's basically over two minutes left. Sixers are up by 20, 15. Wow. Wow. So now Boston on their way back to Philly. And I guess we can wrap the show up with this. I guess it's pretty safe to say now that Philly is up 3-2. We go back to game one where the Celtics laid an egg and lost the game to the Sixers without Embiid. Some people thought that they should have kept going without Embiid. But he's back, and they're still playing good ball. James Harden, he was in the discussion as one of the best players in the postseason right now. But, uh, man, the Sixers are about to beat the Celtics, or are the Celtics going to go to Philly and steal that that game, that they a much-needed win that they need to, to take it back to their home floor for game seven. How do you see that playing Jason, out? Jason Jason Tatum did find it a little bit. He ended up with 36 points on 11 to 27. It's a little uh, too late. Three, yeah, too little too late for sure. Uh, Joel Embiid impact is definitely showing up. 33 points, seven boards. Uh, he was 10 to 23 from the four. Tyrese Max has showed up being uh, yeah. 30 points for him, six to 12 from three, and seven boards as well. Uh, Harden, you know, another double double, damn near triple double, 17, 10 assists, eight boards. Four of eight from the field, uh, hit a three, couple free throws. Good game all around by the Sixers, man. They up three two, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, they headed back home. Correct for Game Six. They are back to Philly. This is a shocker, man. I'm not gonna lie. This one's a shocker. It stunned me a little bit. I'm not surprised a, a, a whole lot about you know what's gonna happen with the Celtics. I knew if they didn't go all the way, they would probably break this team up. Me and Nick disagree with the Celtics. Um, as far as on how or whoever it is that it keeps saying Jalen Brown's going to get traded or they're thinking about moving him, we disagree with that, but they're probably going to do it now. Somebody's going to go. They're going to blow this team up. It looks like they've reached their ceiling. If they can't figure this thing out, they tried it. They tried another coach who they thought that was going to be pretty good or I've heard probably better than Yudoka. Well, Yudoka got them to the finals. 
this team is about to have a second round exit. It's what it's looking like. Now, I'm not going to count them out just yet because I got them in the finals. So I'm going to say that somehow, some way, Jason Tatum, Brown, and Tatum, like he sometimes needs to go on the donkey of the day list or something. He just, whether he found it too late. He's, he's too timid at times. Come on with it. He's You're that guy. Numbers. Let me see it. Give me, show me what you got. You know, be more Booker. Be aggressive. Get with it. And she shoot too many step-back jumpers. I, a lot of people do these days, including Steph Curry, the one who everybody blames for this anyway. He actually does shoot too many step-back jumpers sometimes. Like, I know that seems crazy for, for me to say about the greatest shooter ever, but in my opinion, he, he shoots too many jumpers, too many step-back jumpers sometimes. Yeah, I think if you, no doubt. I think if you add in that, add in more of that aggression towards the rim, yeah. then you're less likely to have as much pressure when you're out there looking to shoot a step-back jumper. Right. All right. Well, that's all I've got. That is it for me. Uh, Nick, I don't know. Do you have anything else? I mean, we've covered the postseason. We talked about the Heat um, pretty much um, dominating the Knicks. We've talked about the Lakers. I wouldn't say dominated the Warriors, but they are in control, and they're in the driver's seat at three up 3-1. Three, that game is tomorrow in San Fran, and um, the Sixers and Celtics is pretty much over, so we, we've got to already tell you the Sixers have won. They're moving on. Uh, well, they're up 3-2, and they're looking to end this thing as they go back home to Philly. We'll see. I'm calling the shot. I'm going to say the Celtics are going to find a way to force a game seven. Tatum probably going to have to go off for 40. Jalen Brown may also go off for about 35. Um, they both may have 40. I don't know. Horford may have 20. It may take all of that. But they're going to have to get it together if they don't want their season to come to an end because if they don't, it will come to an end on Thursday. Uh, but, yeah, I think we pretty much covered it all as far as NBA. There's not a whole lot else to talk about right now. We will uh, start to talk about some of the mini camps in the NFL and what's going on with that. We will, uh, of course, we will probably be in the, we'll probably have the conference finals already square, squared away. Yeah, by the time we come back next week. So uh, we can definitely talk about that. And, um, you know, I'm sure something else crazy in the sports world uh, will will be out for us to talk about. If there's anything that we're missing, we will definitely come back with more. Me and Terrence will probably be back later in the week because there's a lot to talk about in wrestling. Uh, with the WWE, AEW, uh, Trinity Fatu signing with Impact Wrestling. So, yeah, we can definitely come back later in the week with that. But as far as this show, I'm sorry, I don't have anything else, Nick. Uh, what you got? That's going to pretty much do it for me. I am now about to watch a video of Joker apparently handing uh, Suns owner Matt Ishiba uh, basketball before the game. Uh, I, I think we declined to mention about the uh, – yeah, I'm looking at it now. The incident with Joker in the, in the game yesterday, uh, or day before yesterday, I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Where he uh, he pushed the owner down, and he, of course, on the flopped and all of that. So. Yeah, and he was touched by the owner first. Uh, I understood what Joker was trying to do. He was trying to get the ball. Like, they, you're holding up the play. Come on, let's right. go. It's our ball. And uh, I don't know if he knew it was the owner or not. I don't think he really gave a damn. He was just trying to get the ball. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't as bad as the owner made it to look. But the fact that he still got fined is ridiculous. Uh, the owner came out and said the next morning he didn't want him to get suspended, and he didn't, but he still got fined. I just thought it was ridiculous. It wasn't well, that serious. I, I kind of agree. I, I saw Windhorse talking about this earlier. I kind of agree with what he said. I don't think there was ever a chance that he was going to get fined, I mean, going to get suspended, um, just because of how bad that would look. 
you know, an owner being the one that's that's holding the clearly holding the ball away from him. And then, yeah, I'm not saying that Joke was right to push him or whatever, you know, give him a little pillow shirt or whatever the case was. But uh, it, much to do about nothing, right? Like, that's that's kind of where I land on it. Um, and then, again, you know, like I said, if you were to suspend him, that's a bad look considering that it was the owner of the opposing team that was involved uh, in that situation. So, uh, you know, $25,000 fine, it goes to charity, whatever. I, I can assure you the Joker will not miss it. Uh, he's well compensated in Denver. Oh no, it's, it's gonna be okay. Um, you know, whatever. No harm, no foul. Move on. The owners, the owners, when they're down in the seats with the fans, and I think Jokic didn't know was it an owner or a fan. So I think he was just trying to say, whoever that is, get your hands off me. But uh, the owners sitting down in the stands with the fans, to me, it's never a good thing. They're there to be petty or something. Just keep your ass up in the booth where you belong. You know, like your job I mean, is to make team. sure. If you want to watch some courtside, I think if anybody should be able to, you should. Yeah, but you definitely can, but it's also cool to be up in the skybox. You know, like this, it's your, you own the whole damn place. You own the whole building. So you can be wherever you want to be. But for the most part, they usually stay up top away from the fans or the regular people. And so some of them probably, you know, have said or think, you don't have to be down there. Uh, if you're not, this doesn't happen. You know, you can avoid well, that. I, I, didn't we well, learn anything you, you, you from the? You got to think about this also. Courtside at an NBA game in the playoffs, most of the people there are not what you would call regular people, right? Well, I mean, they may not be necessarily famous, yeah. But if they're sitting down, if they're sitting close enough to the owner, then they, you know, they, they probably got. No, you're no, you're right, you're right. I mean, that's probably how some of the wealthy owners look at it. I'm not sure, but any in the end, I just think it's always bad. Some of them probably would think like that. I just think that it's, you know, I just think it's always something embarrassing about to happen whenever the owners are that far, that close to the to the court side. I mean, like, didn't we learn from the 2019 NBA Finals when Kyle Lowry got into it with the uh, president or whatever, or owner or whoever that was for the Golden State Warriors? They had an incident on the bench. Like, he shouldn't have been down there. And he was at fault. He started it. And Lowry wanted him out. But it's like, well, this is the such and such of the Golden State. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? He shouldn't be there. So I think sometimes they should just stay their ass in the booth. That's 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 where they belong. Let the people who pay all the money for the tickets sit there. You're taking up somebody else's seat. I don't give a damn if it is your arena. Stay at the top. Something always usually happens with them and the players when they bring their ass down to the court. Don't do it. Or at least wait until the end like Arthur Blank or some of these NFL owners when they wait till. We're about to get the NFC trophy, the NFC AFC championship trophy. Then they make their way down to the field. But, damn it, they only got one game left to play of the season. Sometimes, you know, you just got to know when to stay out of the way. That's In just- other strange news, the college football national champion, champion Georgia Bulldogs have declined an invitation to the White House um, as champions of different sports are generally uh, invited to the White House after they win. Um, Georgia has declined citing a scheduling conflict that they have not expanded on. Well, congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. They've got some sense. I wouldn't want to go visit the White House either right about now. So, um, yeah, uh, usually they make this like it's such a such an honor, you know, and uh, <laughs> they, can, they can say the, what did you say that was? What was the excuse that you just scheduling said? Scheduling conflict. Scheduling conflict? Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I laughed. It's good to hear somebody turn it down. I always get a little tickled when that happens. Uh, I think it happened a few times when Trump was in the office. So it's about damn time somebody said to hell with Biden. 
the the men's and women's championship basketball teams from UConn and LSU are are scheduled to visit the White House on May 26. Okay, well, good for them. Good for them. I hope they enjoy. But uh, good for the Georgia Bulldogs also. It's all good. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. We got this thing done. No 90-minute show. Not even quite an hour. Uh, so I guess we're going to say that Terrence, with him not being on the show, we're going to we're gonna blame him and say that he causes the show an extra, what, uh, an extra 37 minutes. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. how much, so this is how much time he talks in, 37 minutes, uh, plus the 53 that we're at right now. Uh, I'm kidding. But anyway, this has been a good show. Uh, we hope everybody's enjoying the NBA playoffs, and we hope everyone enjoys us debate the NBA playoffs players, the hottest topics in sports of today and yesterday. So we, we talked about the best player who's having the best postseason right now. Nick went with Booker. I went with Butler, a.k.a. Buckets. And um, both of them may advance. We'll see. Uh, somebody said Phoenix and Boston. And that's not looking like Boston is going to go. And uh, also I saw Lakers heat. So, um Nobody had the Sixers in the finals, though. Nobody had the Sixers. Can they get past the Heat if they make it? We'll see. Um, this could be the year, though, for Embiid. MVP at – I don't know when the last time an MVP has actually won a championship. I think it's been quite some time. Uh, I'm not sure. Did Giannis win the MVP the year the Bucks won the championship? I don't think so. So it's probably been a while, but this could be something magnificent for him and and Doc Rivers, boy, would I owe him an apology if they somehow muster out a championship here. James Harden, I would have to take back a lot of bad things that I've said about him, uh, not to take anything away from his skills and what he can do offensively as a player. is just I think he's never really played defense, even though we start to see him do that too sometimes now. And um, he's actually doing it when it matters. He's been clutch. I cannot lie. He's been clutch, something that I think he's never been when it matters. He may be clutching the regular season, but he's not clutching the postseason. He has been so far. Don't know what's got into him, but uh, I'm sure Philly fans hope it doesn't get out of him. We will see. Sixers up 3-2. Boston facing elimination. Boy, boy, boy. I don't want to hear anything else about Tate. I'm going to let us get up out of here. Okay. Uh, Victor Wimbiana will not attend the NBA draft combine later this month because his season is still in progress back at home. Um, so when the, and he'll actually still be there when they have the draft lottery, which is basically going to decide who's going to draft him next year because nobody's going to draft anybody but him, uh, number one overall. Right. And secondly, a Memphis shout-out to Jaron Jackson Jr. and soon-to-be former Memphis Grizzly, Dylan Brooks, on making first and second team all defense. Uh, those lists came out earlier today. Jaron Jackson actually led all vote-getters in first-team votes with 96. Okay. Dig that. Memphis Grizzlies. They got some work to do, but I think it can be done. They just got to get to it, hit the ground running. If they're going to be a championship team, they're still a mile away from that right now. That's what it looks like. Uh, so, anyway, uh, congratulations to the Knicks. They had a great season, and now they know where they stand, and all they have to do is just progress and get better from that, just get a few more playmakers to help Brunson out. The Knicks had a good season, but it's about to be over. All right, uh, we're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for the Great Debate Show. We will be back. Uh, the good guys, once again, available wherever you get your podcast. Just wherever you get your podcast, type in The Great Debate Show and hit the follow button to be notified each and every time a new episode is up. Uh, we are going to be going live a lot more here this summer coming up. 
we are working on some things here, you know, in the technology world. And we just want to try to upgrade a few things here with the production on the Great Debate Show and start being able to come at everybody from every platform and every angle uh, here for the foreseeable future. That's it, though, guys. Uh, that's it. Over with. Uh, we'll be back. If anything breaks, which I doubt it, uh, you know, we'll be here for it. Uh, but, yeah, we've got a lot of things, a lot of debates that we're going to be coming up with. Because pretty soon here, we're not even going to have much to talk about to make a full show once the basketball, in once the NBA season is, is wrapped up. But we have plenty of debates, whether it be basketball, football, or whatever. We've got plenty. Boxing oh, as well. Yeah. OTAs will start opening up. We'll start getting some NFL juice. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, that's it. That's all we've got for now. Uh, Tom Brady, there was rumors that he is going to renege on his Fox broadcasting deal set for the 2024 season. And then Brady came out and denied that, saying that that's false. Will he be reneging on that deal or will he not? Is he going to play this year in 2023, even though he is retired and has filed his retirement papers? Who knows? But we keep hearing these whispers, these rumors that he may play in Miami. And then Tua came out and said that he was going to retire. He thought about it. They're just one Tua injury away from seeing Tom Brady in Florida, just in a different uniform, the Miami Dolphins. If it happens, you heard it here first. All right, Lakers and Celtics. Celtics have, looks like one of my teams is about to go home, but I'm not saying they're done just yet. But what I tell, said tell, – Tell me what the what the Eastern and Western Conference finals look like when we get back out here next week. Who's playing who? Uh, I still think it's going to be Boston and Miami. Boston and Miami versus L.A. and Denver. Denver. Yeah, that's for me, yeah. I'm going to go Philly, Miami, Phoenix, L.A. That's what it's looking like. It could be that way. We'll see. I'm just looking at it like if the Lakers are going to win. You're going to get Jimmy versus Jason Tatum, and you're going to get KD versus Bron. Hmm. I, and that and that is if Boston can win Game Six in I mean, Philly. Excuse, I mean, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You got Jimmy versus uh, versus 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 Philly, his old team. His old team, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I don't know how. Right. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely looking like Philly's got it, but can they finish it? Will they put them away? I just think Boston just. We'll see. All right, three two. That's the series, though. That game one that they lost on their home floor looks like it's really going to bite them in the ass. But that's it for us. We hope all y'all be safe out there. Until the next time, peace. Get out. Thank you.